Brothers and sisters, we continue on today with uh, Saint Manuel and, and his whole theme about Jesus speaking in the tabernacle, that Jesus does things in the tabernacle because he's alive and active. His presence is not a passive presence, it's a purifying, transformative, alive presence. Just like any other person in your life, any room can have an impact on you by their presence. Uh, Jesus has an impact on us, whether we're aware of it or not. One of the best kind of examples I heard about it is like, you put yourself in the sun and the sun will give you a tan. All you have to do is put yourself there. And it's the same thing with us going to Christ. The radiance, the light of his eternal life will, will imprint on our soul. And really only in heaven or when we meet the Lord, please God, will we really understand the impact of the Eucharistic presence on us. Just continue, continuing on from his theme yesterday, he said, my dear friends, it corresponds to the greatness of Jesus Christ to talk so sweetly and in such a refined way that our rough ears do not always perceive him. His majesty manifests himself with such a delicate, gentle and sovereign beauty that our rough eyes do not see him unless he allows it. And this is it, you know, like we have to get accustomed to listening to God. God's on a different frequency, you could say, with us. He speaks on a different pitch. He, he's seen with a different uh, set of eyes. And this is the art of spirituality, the art of mysticism, the art of the Catholic spiritual tradition to help us to recognize Christ in our life, to be open to Christ revealing himself to us. And it's really up to Christ to, to show himself. But he shows himself just like any friend will admit you to more and more to his secrets, to his inner life by your own faithfulness and friendship. Jesus, who comes into the world and passes through the womb of his mother, leaving it intact, who is transfigured on Mount Tabor, who walks on the waters, who dies when he wants and who raises himself up from the dead, who appears to Mary Magdalene and to his disciples, and who allows himself to be known only whenever he wishes and to whom he wishes, who goes into the house of his apostles through closed doors, that same Jesus Christ who controls space, the optics, the acoustics, the extension, the speed and properties of matter and of man's intelligence. Is he not able to be and to speak in the tabernacle without asking permission of the eyes and ears of man? Yes, and I repeat, in spite of his silence and stillness in the tabernacle, Jesus Christ speaks and acts. Isn't that beautiful? That Jesus Christ speaks and he acts. There's a line from the Psalms that says, our God keeps silence, our God comes, he keeps silence no longer. And this, this whole beautiful truth that God speaks and has revealed himself and his living word is real. And now going to a part here that is one of my favorite parts of this book, and it's to do with this God speaking. How can we, what can we have, or what tools can we have or use to enter into the words of the Lord in the in the Eucharist to hear Him? How? What's the best thing? And he, Saint Manuel speaks about the revealer of the tabernacle. He who hears you hears me, and this is um, this is from Luke's gospel, and the whole idea of the evangelists have written down the word of God for us to be able to hear Christ. So, hears from Him again. After having shown that the heart of Jesus is not silent or inactive in the tabernacle, another question comes to mind. One could object that because his presence there is so mysterious, how are we going to come to know what he says and does? How are we going to discern the secret of his ineffable conversations and actions? Do we have to go to revelations granted to special souls? Do we have to look for miracles or extraordinary manifestations of God hidden in the tabernacle? Who's going to reveal to us those treasures of beauty and their marvels? 
I love this part coming up. It is now time to unveil the great revealer of the tabernacle, the great confidant, the intimate friend who can grant us access to that place of mysterious marvels that is the tabernacle. Are you in a hurry to know who it is? Da da da. <laughs> its name is the gospel. <laughs> it's just beautiful. This is the powerful finger that is going to lift the veil from our eyes so we can discover these secrets. This is the messenger that the good God sent us so that our eyes and our ears of flesh could see and listen to what is said and done in the tabernacle. We have no need of miracles or special revelations. The gospel. Do you know the value of the gospel? Brothers and sisters, this is it. The, the word of God. We need to discover the word of God with all its immense beauty as long with the Eucharistic law because they're the same. The same word that, the, we, that comes to us through the scriptures is coming to us through the Eucharist. It's Jesus himself. And so to understand the heart of the Lord which is present in the Eucharist is St. Pope John Paul would say in that heart, in that Eucharist is all the words of God. So the, all of scriptures is somehow in there because Christ is revelation. He all the events of his life are mysteriously uh, present in eternity to the extent that the, all the events of his life shaped Christ and made him the person he is today as the risen Lord. So, so the Lord, when we, when we want to hear the Lord's voice, we open the Gospels. And he says, you know, sometimes we lament the fact that photography wasn't invented at the time of Jesus so that we could have a picture of him. What joy to be able to look at a picture and say that was him. But nevertheless, that picture would not give us more joy than the gospel gives us. A picture of Jesus, as beautiful and perfect as it would be, would always be merely a picture of him from the outside and in only one perspective. This is the part. The gospel is a picture of Jesus from both within and without and in different attitudes. 